Track one, two, what is this? All right. Back in the building. Word, super duty. Tough work. Yeah. Early afternoon edition. <laughs> Word. <laughs> right, it's an early afternoon edition of the podcast, man. Thanks to, uh, you know, Illogic's work schedule. <laughs> yeah, always, always fluctuating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, man, I'm working on some, like, um, what is it? Um, analytic. And analytic, like some analytic st- statistical stuff from school, man, shit's so hard, man. Yeah, statistics, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's it's statistics, but it's 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 dealing with like analytics and computers and shit. So okay, I don't, it's fucking. You're not feeling it, man. My brain is not feeling it. Hey, you know, but you know, you got to go through that shit to right. get to the to the to the to the bag, right? right. You know, the question is, <laughs> do you want the bag or not? <laughs> Yes, I want the bag. All right, then. I wouldn't be doing this shit if I didn't want the bag. But never lose sight of the bag. Right, I'm not. But the bag yo. is off in the horizon, but it's still there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's the bag. Man, shit, difficult as fuck. Yeah, but that's you know, <clears throat> that's the thing about it, man. I used to when I was in college, and I, I would have those days. I'm like, man, fuck this, <laughs> that, dude. Like, I've I've honestly because I, I I get migraines here and there. I've had a headache since Sunday. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, you and shouldn't I've be had, having no headache for multiple days, man. I, I don't think that's you need. To, you need to stop smoking first. Well, I have, I, and I haven't been since I've okay. had my headache. And, I haven't been smoking. Okay. And you need to get your diet right second. Yeah, because I already know how y'all y'all be getting these <laughs> mysterious migraine headaches right after Thanksgiving, <laughs> right after Christmas potluck. I think I just been. I think it has to do with stress too. <laughs> I think I've been freaking stressed the hell out. Get your diet right, man. Yeah. Get your exercise right, man. Yeah. You coming up on that 4 OG? Yeah, I know. Hey, it don't get no easier at 40, man. The oh, habits shit. you have now, this shit is supposed to protect you in your 40s and 50s. Not doing it. It's not, it's not, it's not happening right now. I'm, I'm just being real with you. It's not, it's not happening it's not, right It's not protecting you at all. Nah, it's no protection. leaving your man. ass out. No protection, man. I'm just, I'm out there. No vest. I'm just out there. Butt ass naked. <laughs> right. I'm out there in those streets with no protection, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta do better, brother. We gotta do better. Yeah, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying, my brother. We gotta take care of each other, man. Health is wealth, man. My shit is it's, it's the consistency with me. That's it's my. That's you my have problem. or the lack thereof. Yeah, the lack thereof. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the yeah. lack of consistency. Because I'll, I'll get on a kick for like you know three four months and be strong, yeah. and then like one weekend the kids get pizza or something, and then I just don't look back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like yeah, a week, three or four right. months of just like debauchery, debauchery. <laughs> it's just all bad decadence. And it is like, damn, let me start working out again. It's like, you know what I'm saying? So I never fucking get ahead, you know. But yeah, yeah, that sucks, man. But yeah, it, that's all it is, man. Habits, man. Habits. You need to get that book, yeah. Compound, compound yeah, the effect. compound effect. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Shit. We literally just talked about yeah, this. Literally last week. did. Like I, I actually I had a um I got a library trip planned for me tomorrow. Yeah. Picking up a couple of those yeah. and some other joints. I get your like, Amazon right too, man. Yeah, you know, don't be scared <laughs> of fucking Amazon. Yeah, that book is probably ten dollars. Yeah, I know. You I probably know. spend more than that on motherfucking coffee and shit. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Welcome to the hood, man. It's nice yeah. and quiet outside. Yeah, nice. It's all beautiful out here, man. I told you, man. Y'all need to move out here, man. I don't know why y'all be up on the north side and shit, man. This is this. Is I actually, I actually was talking to my wife about moving out out in this area. You know, it's nice and quiet, wild and just chill, man. Like, you know, I, I joke. I know our listeners be like, "Yeah, Prince is in the hood," but it really ain't. <laughs> it really ain't like, like that. that. No, it ain't like it's that. It's like ninety nine percent of the time he come out here, and it's like 
kids out playing families yeah. people cutting their grass there's no barbecuing yeah there's nothing <laughs> nothing ne- hood about nothing it hood about it even <laughs> it, you know it's like quiet is kept a real cool spot to live right you know but people who don't know this area don't even know but it's it's some wild chill out here man so i was just sitting on my porch when he rolled up mm-hmm. you know, in the breeze yeah yeah it's just collecting that cool breeze you know <laughs> Think about life in the bag, how right. I can increase my bag. <laughs> right, right, right. That's what I'm working on. Bag yeah. increasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag size. Yeah. Extra large. <laughs> Supersize me. Supersize my bag. Yeah, yeah. I need that. <laughs> Jumbo. <laughs> the big gulp bag. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh man! Bag size. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Last week we gotta thank everybody for last week. Oh yeah. So much positive feedback. Yeah, a lot of positive feedback. And um, yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. And you know, yeah, man, because that's we didn't have that one planned. That nah, was that just, was just off, off the, the cuff. cuff. Off the cuff. Yeah. Bars, you know. And uh, we want to do more stuff like that. You know, with the uh, five with the five books creative people need to read. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we, we providing service. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, that's what Being we do. of service to our community. Yeah. Goes into a lot of our, our lists that we've given out. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being and of it, service has definitely been one of those things. For sure, man. And so, uh, you know, we want to encourage y'all to keep listening. Keep retweeting. You know, we appreciate the retweets on Twitter. Right. You know, that that help people learn about the show. And then, you know, we uh we appreciate, you know, the the, the iTunes ratings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boys is batting one thou, <laughs> right. one thou hour. Five there. after five. Yeah, all fives <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, and the numbers is is right on SoundCloud too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers is up. The yeah, streets man. is talking, yeah, man. man. Super duty good. tough work is that new good. thing, man. Yeah. It's that new wave, man. You know, we out here trying to fight. You know. Ignorance every week, man. <laughs> fight the good fight. Yeah, we're trying to fight the good fight, man. Yeah, man, cats out here fighting for mediocrity, man. Yeah. We're trying to. I mean, you notice none, none of these, no no major websites even fuck with us. No. Nah. None of them. Nah. They all follow us. Right. On Twitter. Right. Right. <laughs> but they do not fuck with Super Duty Tough Work. Why is that? Could it be know, that, man. you know, we don't embrace the common narratives or that we're. I think that's what, I, honestly, I think that's what it is. You know, like, you know they don't, if, if even if, if they're listening, even. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they don't think we clickbait. Yeah, you know? they yeah. don't think we can bring the cats to the site like the Meek Mill and Game Beef or something. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and it's sad because you know there's a whole demographic of people who feel like we feel that now had no voice. Mm-hmm. You know who listen to this and they're like, "Hey, that's the shit we need to be talking about. Right. These are the conversations we need to be having." But you know, you'll notice it with Super Duty Tough Work and really most people who do anything positive right. in the hip hop space that uh. You're not getting no burn. Yeah, you're not getting. No, I mean, it's just the word of mouth. Yep. You know that's spreading the message. So you know, one day they'll they'll to catch on. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? and, and by then, you know, we're gonna have mad classic episodes in the bag. <laughs> right, right. Our bag is gonna be jumbo. Yeah, size. yeah, jumbo. <laughs> you know, big gulp bag size. You know. So, <laughs> so this week, this week, man. Yeah. We, there's not a lot positive going on in there. There's there's really nothing positive it's going on. It's all bad. It's all dark. Yeah, it's very, very It's dark. like deep, sad, you yes, know, like hip hop yes. artists dying in car accidents. Doom and gloom. Yeah, it's it's bad. Uh, it's so bad. today's topic, we're gonna ask some questions, man. This is a very important question. Yeah. And the question is, do black lives matter to hip hop? Yes. It's a question I ask myself sometimes. Yes, very much so. And depending on the week, my answer changes. (laughs) 
depending on what you what was in your rotation. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Certain albums make you feel different. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about this shit anymore. Right, right. You listen to Nation of Mildred, you're like, hell yeah. yeah it matters. <laughs> You got your fist up in your room, you know? Yeah, you see the rest of the shit. You like, family, I don't really think. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so, fam. Yeah. So, yeah, this week we're going to get into that. And, uh, you know, we take a break and we'll be right, right, be right back. You are now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut. Adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. So, um, does Black Lives Matter in hip hop <laughs> to hip hop artists? <laughs> Dog, I don't, man. Whoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're on SoundCloud, you know you're gonna have to give us some facts, some feedback. <laughs> you know? Oh gosh, dog. Yeah. All right. So, um, so we're gonna start out with this article. Famous Dex, I don't even know who this dude is, but Famous Dex, huh? Yeah, Famous Dex. Yeah, Famous Dex caught on camera brutally beating his girlfriend. Fuck, man. Yeah, damn. Um, Chicago rapper and 300 Entertainment recording artist Famous Dex just released a new project, but that accomplishment in his budding career has just become an afterthought in lieu of new surveillance footage that showcases him showcasing showcases him attacking his now ex-girlfriend with closed fists in a hallway of a Hollywood apartment. The footage was made was made viral by singer songwriter Tish Heyman, who says it was her apartment Dex was staying in when he unhinged when the unhinged act of domestic violence took place as she proceeded to give the incident some color on a video that has already been viewed more than a hundred thousand times. Wow. That's crazy. Um, let this man famous Dex, um, stay at my place. She began before revealing even more bad news. He not only trashed and broke into my place. How did she let him stay there? How did he break in? But he not only trashed and broke into my place, he beat his poor girlfriend so badly. Is this the new generation of great artists young people are looking up to? Hell no. And is this the type of person a great company like Puma chooses to represent their brand? So disappointing. I hope this spreads through the Internet and shows these young people what young Dexter is about. Thank you for hurting me, young man. But you truly hurt yourself. And yeah, yeah, I saw the video. I didn't see the video. It was a bad look. Bad I, I, look. I mean, just yeah, it has to be. It's bad look. It has to be. Just basically, this chick running down the hallway in this apartment. She turns the corner, and he rounds the corner and cuts her off. Cause I guess she ran into like this dead end part of. So the, she's running away from him. She's running away from him, and she runs into this. It looks like you know. I don't know if you would call it like a cul de sac, but mm-hmm. you know how you have right. an par- apartment where it kind of ends there. And, and there's doors. doors. Yeah. yeah. So she ran there, and it was like an end. She didn't look like she had a key or nothing. So. She turned around. He was turning around the corner right there. Swung on her quite a few times. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, she swung back once. And one of his friends came and stopped him, pulled him off. And then he, you know, went back. And she took a swing at him back. But, no, nah, he definitely, like, teed off on her like a dude. Dang, man. Yeah. So, the, yeah, I mean, whoo. Yeah, it was. it's not a good look. And apparently he's sponsored by Puma. Sad. That, not for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be gone very soon. Yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, that's that's a wrap. No money. Mm-mm. No, no. They no. might. He might make. They might make him pay some money back. Yeah, it makes me wonder too. Like how? 
you haven't heard of him. I'm just now kind of hearing of him. I mean, obviously, one-hit wonders are born overnight. So right. it doesn't mean that he's been on a scene that long. But how long was their vetting process before they decided to make him, uh, you know, to sponsor this man? I don't believe there's a vetting brand. process anymore, man. I don't. I don't think that it matters to companies as much as the young people listening and paying attention. You know, I don't think it matters that they're, you know, they don't cultivate people to represent their brands for years and years and years like it used to be. Yeah. It's the, it's the, who's hot right now. Let's give them, you know, a couple year contract, see what happens. And when they not hot no more, we can drop them. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, it's just like the music industry. It's the same shit, you know? So there's no vetting process. There's no, I don't know. There's no, there's no need for there to be any moral, you know, fabric to these people. It's just, what is your surface? Does your surface make money? Yeah. You know, for this time frame. Yeah. And if it does, then we're going to use you until we, you know, until we use you up, until you're not worth anything no more to us. I can't, I can't disagree with anything you said. It's the truth. It's sad. It's like, uh, you know, what I also think is, is messed up, you know, is that we're in the, we're in the middle of this whole quote unquote uprising. Mm. Yeah. You know, if you, if you want to call it that, right. uh, hence me saying quote unquote, <laughs> you know, right. Um, where people call themselves quote unquote woke now. And you have to really kind of, you know, and they scream, you know, black lives matter now. Right. And so I think it's, it's weird to look at that whole thing. Right. But then look at the main stories on the hip hop sites where we pull these stories from, mm -hmm. there's not a single positive story on any of these sites. No, I found two out of maybe three weeks, four weeks of news. Yeah, I found two positive stories. The rest of them were gossip. This person, this is this person. Mm -hmm. These two people getting a fight or promotional pr shit. promotional shit. This mm -hmm. Person dropping a new this, but a lot of it is conflict mm -hmm. and violence oriented. Well, it goes back to, you know, this this reality TV shit. Yeah. Because that's that's what a lot of the young people watch that stuff. They watch the love and hip hops. They watch the, you know, the housewives and this and that. And they, the conflict is what is so-called entertainment these days. But this, this shit, but is in re, but in real life. Mm hmm. You can go to jail for this. Right. Like I mean, this young man is probably going to go to jail. Oh, yeah. Like if that, I, I hope that that girl seeks justice and makes him accountable for what he did. Cause looking at that tape, there's no denying anything. He came in swinging like he was like fighting you or me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It hit her multiple times. Yeah. See, I ain't seen it. I ain't want to watch it. I read yeah. the, I read the story, but yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even want to watch it. Yeah. And the question <clears throat> to me is like, how do you, how do you reconcile this new, uh, media, um, depiction of black people with what black people are saying, mm -hmm. right? Like we're saying black lives matter, mm -hmm. hands up, don't shoot, right. stop killing us. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. But then what the media is showing and what is, we promote and is, what we promote is this. Yeah. And it begs the question, do black lives matter in hip hop? Right. Or does it, is it, is it just about the dollar? Is it, is it just about money? Yeah. You know, is it just about what I mean? And then, and then you also have to look at who controls hip hop. Yeah. Black people don't control hip hop. But we control ourselves. Right. Right. 
Yeah. That's that's the honest to God truth. But it's just yeah. like what we talked about. We don't own <clears throat> the infrastructure of hip hop. Right. But the stuff we see now is a reflection of like cultural failings. Mm-hmm. Right? Like these these are the incidences are just the culture showing its head. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like granted, you know, there are other art forms that black people don't own. Mm-hmm. Let's look at jazz. Right. We don't own jazz. Right. But we not jazz players ain't killing other <laughs> jazz players. Right. Ain't no ain't no jazz beefs nah. like popping off. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny G and fucking Najee. Right. Getting hit in the head with a clarinet. <laughs> That's not on the front page of Jazz Monthly right, magazine. Right, right. Right. Will Najee and Kenny G <laughs> squash their East Coast West Coast beef? Right. Najee says, fuck that white boy. <laughs> Him and his says, curly hair, curly hair mom. Kenny G says, stop playing a race car. You <laughs> mad because I'm better. <laughs> Exclusive inside. Right. You know, like th- th- it's, that doesn't in and of itself mean that people are going to act like that. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, uh, I think there's something going on here. And I, I just, you know, I, it's, we got to, we got to take people to task. We got to take, Number one, ourselves to task mm-hmm. for for I mean, you know what? I, I'm going to I'm going to hold off on this story because how this story plays out will determine. Right. What hip hop feels about it. Right. Because do if they he, matter or not? Yeah. Because if he if he does get, you know, if she does press charges. He does, you know, deal with the law. Yeah. But he's still selling records. That's a problem. 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 And if and if people jump to his defense. Mm hmm. And excusing this, no matter what was behind it, that would be something to indicate that, like, yo, this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it doesn't does, matter. Yeah. Y'all are just talking bullshit. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that story is is, is awful, man. I don't even know who he is. He probably sucks. Right. He probably does. He's probably one of these new school rappers, mumble that, rappers. Yeah, one of one of those <laughs> that that sucks. You know, but. The kids are listening to him and he's popular enough to get a deal with Puma. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. selling enough records and is popular enough for them to notice him. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Got a, his management is strong enough, whoever behind him, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To get that popping off. Straight up. So, you know, somebody listening. Yeah. What's this? Uh, famous. Uh, famous Dex. Famous Dex. Yeah. Fuck Famous Dex. Yeah. And uh, yeah, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? Blueprint here to remind you that my latest project, the Vigilante Genesis EP, is available right now on Weightless Recordings. The EP is a collaboration between myself and my friend Aesop Rock, which features myself on the rhymes and Aesop Rock on production. If you are a fan of concept albums, comic books, or just good old hip hop, then this EP is for you. Vigilante Genesis is available on signed CD, blue vinyl, and deluxe digital exclusively at waitlist.net. So order your copy today. Thanks again for your support. Alright, we back in the place. Back in the building. Yeah, man. <laughs> Famous day. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, man. Because, like, just back to that. What does that say about how we feel about our women? 
yeah. If I, I mean, that's a whole nother. I guess that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that's a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, right that's there. a whole episode in itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does hip hop care about women? Right. I mean, you listen to the lyrics, you can't. I mean, when was the last time you heard a good hip hop love song? Right. A good hip hop love song. Not no. Not no yeah. raw, you know, like I want to fuck you in the van yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like some real love, like uh, some some love shit. Ain't no love songs, man. Not uh, even there's barely any love songs in R and B. Right. Like we hearing a lot of fuck music. <laughs> fuck songs. Yeah. I don't know about love songs. songs. Yeah. We got a plethora of fuck songs. <laughs> right. Out right. there. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, man. It was yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah, that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> All right, so this next joint, the game torn between beef with Meek Mill and Black Lives Matter. This mm. is hilarious. On one hand, I want to kill this nigga. <laughs> On the other hand, we should join hands and we should get along. <laughs> mm. All right, in the wake of deadly Tulsa, Oklahoma police shooting um, that resulted in the death of 40-year-old Terrence Crutcher, the game admits that he may look bipolar. To some, giving beef with Meek to Mill. To some? <laughs> to some, to most. Um, <laughs> giving his beef with Meek Mill and desire to combat police brutality. While speaking with TMZ, the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles lyricist confessed that he finds it a little difficult to beef at a time like this. I find it a little difficult to be beefing with another African-American artist, the game said, because on one accord, it's like I should be on this Black Lives Matter push <laughs> and this cop's killing African-American thing. The conflicted thug. <laughs> and then on the other side, I got this beef with meat going, so it's kind of like I'm torn. Makes me look bipolar, man. Yeah, the conundrum of a right. thug. Right. The game who just dropped the ether fueled pest control that I heard he didn't write. That's another uh, episode in itself as well. Um, added hopes that he that the disc record in this last few with Meek is saying I get lethal when I get in the studio. Me and Meek now, um, me and Meek now know what's up. He know what was done. I know that I know what was done. Something got to be done about that. It got to be figured out, he said. I have no idea what that means. In regards to what should be done following the death of Crutcher, the game revealed that he's genuinely unsure of what the next step is. I don't know what needs to be done at this point. You can obviously see that we're being targeted, the rapper said. The game and Meek Mill's feud began when Game dropped 92 bars and accused the Philly rapper of being a snitch. From there, the two musicians waged a seemingly never-ending war of words on social media, with the crooner, Sean Kingston, being thrown into the mix. Thug's conundrum. Right. The dilemma, the dilemma. of a delinquent. Mm. What's a West Coast rapper to do? Yeah, man. I'm- Black lives? Or let the Mac fly. <laughs> Throw up the peace sign or pull out my peace now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean beef and hip hop is different. Like if you not if you talking about killing each other, that's a whole nother level of just I'm a doper rapper than you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we can we're gonna go into other stories where Cats is talking about like people dying yeah you know and that's that's the part that there shouldn't be a conundrum because if you feel this black lives matter movement is something that you really and truly believe in then you know the death of one of your 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 fellow artists should even shouldn't even be on the table you know what i'm saying if it's just on some mc shit 
I'm a doper rapper than you, then that's a whole nother thing than talking about motherfuckers dying. Cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand what the conundrum is. Utter I, confusion. It's stupid, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's stupid. So torn in between two things he loves. Beef and black lives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love killing people. I love people. How do I choose? Yeah, what you just touched on, man, is kind of interesting about you just gave me a thought to a theory mm-hmm. is is the the prevalence of talk between rappers about killing each other a byproduct of us entering an era in hip hop where you can no longer diss somebody for their skills. Hmm. I guess so. Before I, you could just say someone was whack and you right. wasn't looking like a hater. Right. Now you say they whack and it's like, you just don't understand the new, 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 new. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's really. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I guess, I guess. So I guess the next step is like, you so whack. I got to kill you. Right. You, right. Know, you got to die. It's not even whack. Yeah. Anymore. Like now you just got to die. I hate you. You're dead. <laughs> when I, if I see you first, you will cease to exist. Right. I. I guess it's like because call, I can't call yeah, you whack. I can't call you whack. So I got to pull the guns out. Yeah. Like no one. I can't even remember last time I heard a rapper say another rapper was trash. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that? It's been a while. Like cats yo. don't diss each other anymore in music. <laughs> Not even generally. No, 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 no. He can't rap. They can't rap. They sound like shit. We're better than them. Like, wow. Yeah, that's true. When was the last time you heard that? I mean, you got to listen to some underground shit. You can't listen like you can't listen to anything that's even close to the radio. Yeah. And and the lack of artistic uh, uh, competition is pushing my theory is pushing rappers to compete in the only area left, which is fucking violence. I'm tougher. Than Who's you. tougher now? Because now we've taken the skills thing off the table. Yeah. Before it went. Well, actually, there was something in between. It went from skills to sales. Right. And now since the sales have dropped out of the industry, now it's moving to violence. Mm, that's an interesting theory. It's deep, right? Yeah. Because even if you look at the battle rap like world, it's a lot of gun talk. Yes. A lot of gun oh, talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and even some of the gun talk, they got skills yes. with the gun talk. Extremely skilled gun talk. Yeah, but it's mad gun talk. Gun It's bars. like gun bar after gun bar after gun yeah. bar. Yeah. You know, unless you're listening to somebody like. You know, like a loaded Lux, like a or, Lux or, or, or B dot or something. Yeah, because like yeah. even even daylight will have them in there every now and then. But for yeah. the most part, it's it's skill stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. But you know, I love some Charlie Clips. I love Clips too. But Mad Gun Bars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His <laughs> name is Charlie Clips. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's a lot of the dudes that are really dope, but it's Mad Gun Bars in the battle world. Yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it makes me think that, like, but I will say that at, even if they're using gun bars, at least they're competing in terms of skill. Right. Like yeah. we got guys who are in the mainstream rap, they're not even talking about competing with each other. Oh no! It's just I'll kill you, <laughs> right? For real? Yeah, it's for real. Like you ain't tough. When I see tough. you, your life is gonna end. Yeah, it's a rap. Yeah, I'll kill you. I don't care about you. I don't care about your family. Mm. Whatever happens to you is your fault. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> you gonna die? That's it. That's yeah. the conversation. Whereas before it was like. There was a battle that had to like LL 
and cannabis was about skill. Right. It wasn't about violence. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about who sold the most because LL clearly was the bigger star oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah. It was about respect as an MC. Right. Then you got into the Puffy era. Mm-hmm. Was and about Puff- album sales. Yes. And Puffy and those guys made it about we ain't got to do none of that because we sell more than all y'all. All right. Y'all are peasants to us. Basically. Yeah. You know? And then that era, that gave that was the mogul era. Mm-hmm. You had shitty moguls mm-hmm. who, who couldn't rap, but then they took all the battling off the table. No one could diss them because if you diss them, you look like a hater. All right. And then now we in this new era where because no one can really go platinum like that. Only one or two guys are going platinum every year. <laughs> yeah, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like it, Drake it, when yeah. Jay drops something, when Kanye drops something. Yeah, it's not like it was in the 90s. Everybody was going platinum. Gold and platinum. Yeah, gold yeah. and platinum. So now we're in a different era where it's like sales are off the table and streams are on the table. Mm-hmm. So people can't even necessarily say like what are the metrics that they used to have in terms of oh I sell more than you you're just a little peon right can't do that anymore right because even the Kanye and Fifty thing when they kind of went you know head to head on the sales yeah that was the last time that that happened something yes. like that that happened. was the last sales battle yeah, yeah. and it was, was it. deliberate to sell more records right yeah they did that on purpose yeah so now it's like <clears throat> sales is now off the table now we have strictly violence mm-hmm. who is more certified in a street mm-hmm. who is willing to do what they say that they'll do on record. And that's how battles are won. It's all about street credibility now. It has nothing to do with how good you rap. It has nothing to do with how much you sell, how successful you are. It's simply about how far you're willing to go to to carry out what it is you say you represent. Hmm. That's sad. So in that, the whole Black Lives Matter thing gets lost. Oh, Completely. Because it's it, not it has nothing to do with that anymore. Nah. It's about your own personal ego. It's 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 completely opposite of the saying. Right. How how can how can Black Lives Matter if you're sitting there saying that there is no length you won't go to kill another black person? In order to maintain my street credibility. Thank you. Ability. Right. Like you you would rather him die, go to jail, ruin your your family and future generations you know financial stability and well-being his as well you're ruining mm-hmm. two families all these people that each camp employs uh you're 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 putting hip-hop itself in danger mm-hmm. you know because as you saw with the whole um troy ave situation right how venues immediately were like no more hip-hop yeah so when these things happen what do you think is going to happen all to say you know he hard yeah yeah, you the toughest guy. Now you in prison for the rest of your life. Yeah, and we can't do no shows in your city no more. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> it trickles down to the guys who, and and some people may not know this, but like when we started doing shows, we were coming in after the gangster rap era. Right, and we had to break, break those in. barriers. Like there yeah. were venues who, in in the late nineties, early two thousands. Music venues did not fuck with hip hop. Some of them, we were the first hip hop acts to play in. Most of them. Yeah. Right? Like they were, and they would tell you, we don't want that stuff here because it's violent. Mm-hmm. We are worried about the crowd that it draws. Right. And, and they didn't even know that underground hip hop wasn't like that. Yeah. They didn't know it existed. They just knew rap was rap. Yeah. That's all they Rap knew. was rap. And so you got to ask yourself, like, what are the implications of hip hop now embracing this this new kind of beef where it's not about sales, it's not about skills, it's about violence. Mm. And and obviously there is no way to reconcile that with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. It's like right. they might as well just say Black Lives don't matter. Right. 
that's their crew. Right. We kill <laughs> other black people yeah. on record and it, we're okay with that. Yeah, we do it on record. We don't and care about We will about do it y'all. in person yeah, if yeah, we have to. Yeah. We don't care about y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I, I mean, you can't really argue with that theory. You know, if you look at the steps and the, the, the levels that shit has, has escalated to now. Yeah. I mean, you can't really argue with that because what else can you do? Yeah. What else is there? What else is Because we've taken everything off the table. Mm-hmm. Most rappers will never have a, a legitimate uh, beef with another rapper because they're afraid, mm-hmm. you know, of what can happen. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just to, to lose lyrically. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw you saw Drake didn't want it with Common. Right. And then you see Meek didn't want it with Drake. Right. And you see you see guys routinely. Now they're afraid of the lyrical part of it. Right. That's the part that that's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the excitement. Yeah. But they'll talk to they'll talk to street shit all day. Oh, he a pussy. I whoop his ass. Right. He pussy. I pistol whip him. But no bars. No bars. They will not write a single bar. Mm-hmm. But in a violence category, that's all they know how to do. You know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's deep, man. So I mean, if I had to look at that story and if my you know the answer the question, I mean, I guess game's gonna have to answer that question. Right. And we'll see. You know, do do Black Lives Matter to hip hop game, and we'll see where this beef goes. If this beef is squashed within the next week, then. Yes, it they matter, right? To at least to them, at least to them, and that's what matters, you know, right. to me. Like, because that's setting an example. Mm-hmm. Game does look bipolar quite often. Yeah, because I mean, him and Snoop just had the whole, you March. know, the whole March thing yeah. with the a month ago. The, yeah, yeah, not too long ago. Was, so yeah, so come yeah. on, dog. He he has to hypocrite. set a better example, yeah. and I don't think he wants to be a hypocrite. I think he's dealing with realizing he's a hypocrite now right because he's doing it in public yes you know so it's, it's kind of making himself accountable yeah you know because he sees that like damn i just did this and now i'm doing this this shit don't look right it don't feel right mm-hmm. obviously it don't feel right or yeah. else he wouldn't have even brought it up yeah. you know yeah so i mean i mean we'll see in a month we'll check back in and see if it matters to him but i'm gonna right now it's not uh, looking good it's not looking good but at least he's asking the question yeah you know? at least he has some conscience <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take a break. Yes, sir. We're up. To all the artists out there who are working on new projects, I would like to let you all know that I'm officially doing guest features again. So if you're a producer who's been thinking of getting bigger names to rock over your beats, or you're an MC who's interested in collaborating on a song for your next album, reach out to me at info at printmatic.net to discuss the collaboration process and the prices. This is not a free service, so serious inquiries only. Again, that's info at printmatic.net. I look forward to hearing from you all. Peace. It is hella funny. I just want to kill that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I can't do that. You know, like that's. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. We back. We back into place. So. um, So does Black Lives Matter to hip hop, man? I don't know, man. It's looking. It's looking like it's a lot of questions that are not going to be answered in this episode. Yeah. We're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. We're going to see how some things plays out. But um, <laughs> 40 Glock. Um, 40 Glock reiterates that he struggles with thoughts of killing the game every day. What the fuck? <laughs> every day. I every day. Like, I wake up and like, I dream about him. <laughs> He's literally having dreams about game. Like this motherfucker might need to die today. 
Um, it's like he's trying to resist. He's fighting it with everything that's in his with inner every being, fiber of his being. <laughs> like, Please, Lord, don't let me kill that man today. If I see, if I, see I can't tell you what's gonna happen. I cannot promise you peace. I might kill that man, Lord. Jesus, help me not kill this black man. This, oh, he wakes up like this every day. Oh, that's crazy. But that's really what beef is like, though. Yeah. It's so like that. Yeah, yeah. It consumes you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been there. Yeah. We've been there. Consumes you. Yeah. Um. All right, Los Angeles, California. While the game wages war with Meek Mill, after calling the Philly rapper a rat and a snitch, 40 Glock flips the scripts on the Compton rapper and says he is the tattletale. 40 took to Instagram, the battlefield of choice lately, <laughs> to make his accusations. The photo shows game shaking hands with the police officer with quote bubbles showing an agreement for police protection for the MC. And then this is 40 Glock. Um, this nigga, Los Angeles Confidential, I guess that's game's um, handle, really publicly working with the police. Stay lying, calling niggas snitches because <laughs> notice he always saying the cops came to his house but never... But he never goes to jail or I want, <laughs> or no bails except for beating up his baby mama for for shit. Never got no criminal paperwork to show as 100 percent proof that he really be getting all this made up lying fake ass criminal charges. He said 40 Glock is really angry. <laughs> he just real bad. Really so the police happy. must be coming over to his house for coffee and donuts snitching. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. Don't see shit wrong with suing the police. I don't understand. He also posted several clips of an interview with Vlad TV talking about his past woes with the game, most notably the part where he admits if he had the ability to get away with murder, he would. <laughs> I only know how to keep this it. This shouldn't be funny, man, but it's so funny. <laughs> wow. This comes after the game accused Meek Miller snitching on someone who stole jewelry from Sean Kingston at LA Club, yeah. which we talked about yeah, we that. Talked about that. We talked about that's, that. That's really what led to the whole thing. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. Um, the beautiful girl singer and the MMG rapper have denied the accusations. Meek Mill unleashed Ooh, the Ooh remix, This in the Game, responding to initial shots on 92 bars, which cut from his fourth, yeah, yeah. forthcoming. Well, blah, blah, blah. Dude's name is 40 Glock. Right. I mean, what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. You name yourself 40 Glock. Yeah. Do you think that name might have a certain energy attached to it, brother? Well, yeah. You think for a second that people see you and they're going to think that, hmm, I wonder if he means me peace or harm. Right. I, I don't know what brothers is thinking with these names. And this is, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, it's about, I mean, when they get the names, it's about that street cred that we talk yeah. about. It's about, you know, because... I mean, if Cass is really G's, a lot of them, some of them are. Some of them really come from the streets. Yeah. 40 Glock might have been his street name. Yeah. And he just so happened to start rhyming, and that was his name. And he got his ass whooped by game on fucking video, mm -hmm. and everything been downhill since. Yeah, and now he can't stop thinking he about it. He can't stop him. thinking about it. He's obsessed with trying to kill this man. Yeah. It makes you think. But again, this story, where was it at? Front page. Right. You know what I'm saying? Front page of hip hop websites. Like this is really promoting cats thinking about actually killing, killing. each other. We're normalizing it. Yeah. Like it's no it's nothing where it's like, oh shit. Like that's fucked up. You should never admit that, bro. Right. Because if something happened to that man, who gonna be number one suspect? Right. The man who <laughs> Who can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> killing them. Yeah, it's it's really it's really bad, man. I, it's we gotta be really careful, man. Like I, I have a theory. And you know, 
this goes back to like a book I want to write eventually about Tupac. But to me, one of the worst things Tupac did for hip hop was introduce gang culture into it, mm. back into it. Yeah. If you look at prior to hip hop, gang culture, I'm sorry, prior to Tupac, gang culture was in hip hop, but guys were deliberately playing it down. Mm-hmm. Like look at how NWA wore black. Right. Instead of blue or red. Right. Even though we know what the colors was out there at the time. Right. Look at like even the DLC. I mean shit. Ice um, Teasy was a crip. Yeah. All of them was re- yeah. yeah, they were real they were really gang affiliated. Right. But they did not they ne- you never heard them say the word crip or blood mm-hmm. on those first NWA records. Right. They deliberately they might have said we was on the set. Right. But they did not talk about specific sets that they were claiming because they knew that the energy that it would bring into hip hop would be destructive. Mm-hmm. Right. You look at the at there was nobody from the West Coast, not Ice-T, not Ice Cube, not mm-hmm. N.W.A. None of these people brought gang culture into hip hop until Tupac. Yeah. Unless they were talking down on it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like when Tupac came in. And he came in with the outlaws and thug life. He brung the gang banging mentality to hip hop. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people going to hate me for saying this shit. But in that, Tupac fucked up hip hop like that. He, he, who, who, why do you think rappers is running around with their shirts off now? He made it popular. Where do you think all these, these tattooed, bald headed guys are coming from now? Mm-hmm. Tupac made that popular. He made that okay. But the thing about Tupac is that Tupac had duality right tupac would talk about bitches and hoes then he'd give you a dear mama <laughs> right brenda had a baby yeah he'd give you a hit him up then he'd give you a brenda had a baby <laughs> right right duality right, duality right. was what all rappers of tupac's era gave you duality right the difference between pac was that pac brought in this dangerous dangerous element which was actually what hip-hop was started to to get rid of mm-hmm Gang culture, because when gang culture gets in the music industry, everything is bad because the music industry is entertainment. Mm -hmm. Gang culture is about violence. Yeah. And it's real. Yes, it's real. There are real consequences. And having a successful rap career and the skills it takes to have a successful rap career run counter to the skills it takes to be a successful gangbanger. Oh, yeah. Completely counter. (laughs) Completely different. You know, it's a different skill set. <laughs> it's a whole other skill And the set. things that will make you successful will actually piss off the gangbanger. Right. And the thing that makes the gangbanger respected will limit his uh, success in the music industry mm-hmm. by surrounding his career by nothing but violence. So what does it have to do with game? Game is basically a direct disciple of that open era of gangbanging in right. hip hop. He's the, the one of the first real him. Because even look at Snoop prior to game coming out. Mm-hmm. Snoop wasn't naming albums blue this, blue that. Right. He wasn't talking about specific sets. You never saw Snoop in blue or red or, or anything prior right. to Game and those guys coming out. When Game came out, all of a sudden, gang violence was put on the front, forefront. Mm-hmm. The specific set. This is some blood shit mm-hmm. to all my bloods. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the energy changed. 
You know what I'm saying? And so you got this guy who's already a confrontational dude on wax. He's a talented rapper, but now he's got this gang element. Mm-hmm. And that changes people's responses to him. Yeah, because even Wayne really wasn't talking about no. his affiliation. No, no, early. no, no. Not early. None of them were. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you got to look. This, it was that gang culture was born in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. That's the crucible of it. And if you look at it, like, its emergence in MCs in a public sense, that's a West Coast phenomenon too, man. Mm-hmm. You never heard someone from Chicago openly talking about they were gangster disciple right. on a record. Right. Talking about vice lords on a record. Shout out to all my vice lords. This is some vice lords. You never heard that. Mm-hmm. But when you got game coming into the thing, after Tupac introduced that whole thug life shit where it was basically a gang shit and he was bringing his gang element where they're you know, rolling on motherfuckers, jumping people, getting shot at, real shootouts, banging on wax. People don't know if it's real or not. Starting uh, East Coast, West Coast feuds. Like, there's nothing game is doing that Tupac didn't do. Right. You look at the, the level of gang, of uh, shit that, that Tupac was doing as far as, like, disrespecting Biggie, Biggie's girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The label, warring against the whole coast. You know, just real gang shit. Yeah. That's Tupac's contribution to hip hop. He did some great music, mm-hmm. but he also brought that fucked up gang element in it. And that's the same template that game is, is using right now. Yeah. He's running the same dangerous playbook. Hmm. I don't got nothing to say. I- <laughs> bars. I, bars. It was all bars there. All bars there. So yes, and that that's that's the element that we have to for hip hop to change. We have to get out of that because now look look at now you got game. Now what do you got? Now Chicago is openly banging. Mm-hmm. Now Chicago rappers are openly gang affiliated. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This was never a part of hip hop before. It was never meant to take the, the the open gang bangers and dudes. They used to have to tone that down. Now that's perfectly okay. They're using that to try to. They're promoting that. Shit. Yeah, they're promoting they're using it that as a promotional tool. They're using it to legitimize the street credibility. To normalize the which shit. is as we said, the only area you can compete on now, mm-hmm. because these guys have taken sales off the table. They've taken skills off the table. So now the only area that they can compete in is street credibility, which is why again this gang shit is being embraced and it's being pushed forward when everybody involved knows that this shit is dangerous mm-hmm. and destructive to hip hop culture. All it's going to take is one big shooting. Yeah. One motherfucker getting fucked up. We saw the Troy Ave. We talked about how that shit shut down clubs for hip hop in New York, period, the whole summer. Yeah. Everything got taken off the calendar. Yeah. It was a wrap. It was a wrap in the whole city. And even the fucking, was it the mayor or something like, mm-hmm. or, or it was like no more hip hop in these clubs. Like, this is from the top down in the city saying, you know what? It's not worth the risk. Right. This ain't the 80s, man. Yeah, the money ain't worth the risk. When you got them, when you got cats turning down money, yeah, then you know it's a problem. They're like, we don't need this. Right. Yeah, we can make our money elsewhere. Yeah, we make our money elsewhere, man. So, like, the, until that element leaves hip-hop, we're going we're gonna to be in for some, some more degenerate, fucked-up, violent shit happening. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 40 Glock, you know, I, I hope you stop daydreaming about killing that man because <laughs> yeah. you know i mean really just get it out let it go brother like we not you're not weak to us because you don't want to kill another black man right sometimes these these brothers got to be told this mm-hmm. they think that if they don't respond or retaliate that we look at them like weak 
yeah, some ignorant motherfucker will look at you like you weak. Yeah. According to those rules over there. But for us, man, I'd rather you be alive. Right. We don't need no more fucking hashtags. We don't need what's going to happen to hip hop if that happens. Because we just as, as quickly as hip hop became so popular, like you're saying, we broke in all these clubs. All of that work will be undone as soon as it gets violent again. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. Work. Take a break. Work. Bam. Have you ever wondered what life is like for an artist on the road? Ever wish you could take a look behind the scenes and learn what it's really like to travel and play in different cities every night? Well, now you can. What a Night is the third book by MC, producer, and author Blueprint. Part comedy, part tragedy, and part bizarre. What a Night takes the reader deep behind the scenes to tell previously unheard stories about the worst shows of Blueprint's 13-year touring career. Any artist can write volumes about the great shows they've had, but where's the fun in that? Order your signed copy now from waitlist.net. For a limited time, you can get all three of Blueprint's books for just $25. Only at waitlist.net. Thanks for your support. All right. Um, so Gilly the Kid says somebody got to die in the Meek Mill and the game and game beef. Whew. Ignorance. Dummy. Um, and this is, I guess this was on Twitter. And it's um, hashtag Gilly the Kid said, if somebody don't get killed in the Meek Mill versus game beef, it's fake. The beef between Game and Meek Mill continues to escalate. Diss tracks, comments emerge by the day. Just today, Game responded to Meek Mill diss by releasing Ooh remix of his own title, Pest Control, blah, blah, blah. Um, Philly rapper Gilly the Kid thinks that for the beef to be legitimized, things need to turn violent, posting above video on Instagram. I, mean, I don't even need to read anymore. Nah. Nah, see that's the shit that's, that's the shit fucking that, up yep, hip hop. That's the problem. And this is not a new guy. Gilly the Kid is a veteran by all intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. He's a veteran of hip hop, and he's out here saying, "Look, if y'all ain't killing each other, this shit ain't legit." Which is basically daring them, pushing them in a corner, saying, "Y'all got to resort to violence for this shit to be legit." Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna read actually this other part because I was I kept reading. It's a quote from him. He said, this shit crazy. Somebody got to die. If somebody don't die, the shit don't mean nothing. At this point, somebody got to pull the pistol and put somebody put somebody down. If not, this shit going to be fake. Somebody got to die. Only way I see it. Fuck all that Black Lives Matter shit. Somebody got to die. <laughs> fuck it. We from Philly. <laughs> Niggas die every day. I just had to because I, I was reading that while you was talking. I was like, this nigga crazy. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, because it was something he posted on his Instagram. Yeah. So I saw the video of him saying it. And I was just like, oh, word. This is the shit I'm talking about. This is this very same shit I'm talking about. Like, how long are we going to embrace this narrative that if you don't kill another black man, you soft? Right. And how long are we going to support people who support this narrative? Yeah. You know, like, it's. It's, it's, it's crazy because I see a lot of people, a lot of people in my timeline, a lot of people that I call, you know, associates, friends, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like they, they get upset when, when the cops kill a, kill a black man, they, they, when, when a cops kill a black man, but then, you know, this, tr this new trap song that come yep. out talking about killing a black man yep. and they posting it talking about it's hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to stop being hip, hypocrite, hip, hypocrites. Yeah. You know, it's it's not OK for 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 them to kill us. And it's not OK for us to kill us. It's not OK for anybody to kill anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't promote. Don't 
buy into it the whole this is just entertainment because obviously mm. it's not Some motherfuckers will be posting world star video hip you know what I'm saying world star hip hop videos all up and down their timeline right all kind of fights all kind of violence all kind of hood fights and then when someone perceives us to be violent all of a sudden they wrong for making that assumption yeah and we promote we promote it we promote ourselves as violence we gotta we gotta check ourselves man and I, I, I'm just tired I'm tired of all this this victim talk you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm tired of it. It comes to a point where you just get, you say, you know what, man, I'm, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of, of motherfuckers acting like someone else uh, controls the situation more than we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I got interviewed by the Columbus Alive. Um, I think it was, might have been Monday for a piece that's coming out this week on mm-hmm. the shooting of the Tyree kid here. Um, and they had asked me to do it after I made my Facebook post about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I typically stay away from this shit. Right, right. But I was like, you know, I figured I would do it simply because I knew that I was probably the only person who was going to say what I said. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that the dominant narrative among hip hop is that they need to stop killing us. Mm-hmm. He was unarmed. Why are people making these judgments about us? They need to fix it. It's just they need to do something. They need to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I did the interview, I was like, look, you know. I don't think there's any problem because she said something effective. You know, what do you think we should do in terms of just like, you know, having meetings with the, these people in the community and police and police training and da, da, da. And I said, you know, honestly, I don't believe that we have the ability to control anybody but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that the more we look to outside entities for solutions, the less solutions we'll have. Right. And these outside entities will create solutions that benefit them more than us. Right. Because they got to get something out of it. That's what they've been doing this shit the whole time. Altruistic like right. that, you know. So I was I was talking about how, you know, the worst part about our community sometimes is that we tend to believe due to these, you know, agendas of the, of the mainstream media that we are not in control, mm-hmm. that we do not have power, that we cannot shape and mold culture of our communities when we totally can we totally can say you know what guys from this point forward these this is the code of conduct Mm -hmm. these are the rules these are the values and you start with people who are with it and you you establish a code and then people who are with that code roll and that's Mm -hmm. all it is and that's how every kind of culture happens i mean you can't be looking at changing something that's affecting your community and you're the main person you need to change doesn't live in your community right that doesn't even sound right like my plan to change what's happening is to change you right no and you don't live here you have no interest in this mm-hmm. in fact your community's fine you can give a fuck less right what the fuck what kind of man does that mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like that's not grown man shit grown men do what they have to do mm-hmm. and and they solve problems they take ownership. They solve problems, and I think that we're getting a lot of lot of solutions that are not grown man solutions, mm-hmm. which is begging, pleading, asking someone else to change, asking a culture outside of our own to be proactive when they have no 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 incentive to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, like we need to solve this shit our fucking selves, and there's nothing we cannot do. All right. You know, I was talking to somebody or, or something the other day. I'm sure how this came up. They were talking about how, um, oh, I was talking, uh, watching this video online. And uh, Thomas Sowell was talking about how basically within, right after slavery, black people's illiteracy rate was like 5%. Right. 
or 10%. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You think all these millions of people, five or 10% literacy rate because, you know, we were stopped from reading. Yeah, we couldn't read. But we decided as a culture that education was important. Was important. Mm-hmm. And within one generation, we had completely turned that around where the majority of us were literate. Mm-hmm. Now, that is one of the single most largest turnarounds in the history of man in terms of a group of people, you know? And so the question to me is not, can it be done? The question is, why are we looking for someone else to change it when we have the power, we have a history within our people of overcoming and changing culture mm-hmm. to, to where we can survive and do better? Why are we looking outside of our community for that solution when it's within us? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, you know, a lot of this shit, is it's a lot of it's extremely heartbreaking to see and a lot of it is i don't understand why there's not more people that okay i'm gonna become a cop so i can police my own neighborhood so some of this shit so i can so i can do my best to try to stop some of this shit that i think is happening because of this reason i'm gonna do my best to make sure that it doesn't happen so i'm gonna become a cop and police my neighborhood I'm going to make sure that the kids in my neighborhood go to school. I'm going to make sure the kids in my neighborhood, you know, got the shit that they need for school, that they they're learning that, you know, like there's a lot of shit that we as a community can do to make sure that things do change. And it's it's tiring to keep asking and asking. It's like it's like it's like going to some like going to your landlord to fix something that that's broken, that ain't hard for you to fix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need this wall painted. Landlord, I need this wall painted. Well, even that, it's, it's more like, <laughs> it's like going at, with number one. I would say it's like asking somebody to come to your house and change a light bulb when you got a, a drawer full of light bulbs right there. Mm. That's what it's like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would say, I would say not even a landlord because they're not even our landlords. Oh, yeah. Our yeah. mentality, think we think that they're our landlords. Mm. When you think that someone has control over how you move and what you do every day, it paralyzes you. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not our landlords. See, I wasn't even using it in that sense. Yeah. I was just using it just... I'm just like, <laughs> yo, they're not. Like, yeah. But as long as we think they are, then they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, reality. What you think in your mind defines how you act every day. If you have in your mind that a group of people... Uh, are superior to you that they control the outcomes of your community and your life more than you then you know what that's true mm-hmm. if you believe that they it's true don't, for you yeah it's true for you mm-hmm. you know what's the it's a confucius saying it says you know oh is it uh whether a man says he can or whether a man says he can't he is always right mm-hmm. which means that no matter if you say i can go out i can fucking dunk then you right mm-hmm. you're gonna figure out a way to dunk if you believe i can't dunk then you're never gonna dunk Mm-hmm. So whether a man says he can or he can't, he's always right. That's our problem. We've been telling ourselves that we can't for so long that all of our solutions involve people who don't even live in our community, who don't even want or, or care or have anything to do with this. Yeah. We have because we have underestimated our own power and self-determination. And that shit bugs me like it bugs you. Yeah. But you have to stay focused because the problem is that we've become these these, you know, ambulance chasing fire chasing, you know, social justice warriors where we're attaching to so many other issues that we can't just sit down and say, well, how do we solve this specific problem for our community? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not it's not we don't need to have a national forum on it. 
Yeah. We need community to, by community. Yeah, this is this is our problem. Mm-hmm. Our problem. Yeah, because even if you look at if you look at Malcolm, Malcolm, like when he had his movement, he said, you know, it's about us. White people can help. Yeah. Y'all can help us. That's fine. But this is mainly about us changing us and us doing what we need right. to do as a culture and as a people to make ourselves put ourselves in a position to win. Yeah. And we're not we're we don't concentrate on that as much anymore. Yeah, this is all since the sixties, man. All yeah. since the sixties, man. It's just sixties was really the end of the, you know, the the self determination, autonomous, you know, that was the end of that era. Hmm. From that era we adopted a, a philosophy, a liberal philosophy that pretty much has got us where we are today. You know, the 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 Mountain uh, I'm sorry, the Martin Luther Kings and Nelson Mandela's of the world. Mm-hmm gave us the impression that along with like, you know, liberal philosophy that change comes through protesting, marching, sitting in civil rights above economic progress, Mm -hmm. you know, chasing uh, integration over ownership Mm -hmm. and controlling of, you know, means of production, things like that. We stop prioritizing that, you know, that's when you saw black institutions just crumble. You know, it's no, it's no coincidence that we are where we are today. It just um, it fifty fifty years later, you know, it's just things should be better, but they're not better because we we don't even have the right philosophy. We're chasing, you know, things that shouldn't even matter. Worried about what other people think about us. It's just such a waste of time. Yeah, that's and that's what fuels all this hip hop crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. too worried about what everybody else thinks of us for us to come together as a community to make to make better music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? To own some fucking labels. Yeah. You know, to own our masters, all of that shit. It's, ah, oh, yeah. Um, word, man. <laughs> like this shit is so frustrating, man. Yeah, yeah. This is so. Yeah. I mean, it's like, question, like bro. people that that follow me on Facebook and Twitter and all of that. Like, y'all probably have noticed that I I don't post that much no more. Yeah, I told you. I told I'm you so, about it's, that. I'm so frustrated. I'm so frustrated. Well, I mean, that ain't gonna change shit. I'm so There's nothing to post. There's work to do. Yeah. You know, I'm, fools be I, posting. Too busy working to post. Yeah, there's work to do. Motherfuckers have work to do. Period. There's nothing that posting all this shit is gonna do that's not, you know, that 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 can change our goddamn community. Yeah. Nothing. You get out there, you look around, you see some shit that needs to be fixed, fucking fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Whether that's in your family, your relationship, you know what I'm saying? Your community, fix the shit. Who cares who put the trash on the fucking ground? The trash is on the ground. Pick up the fucking trash. Yeah, that's it. I mean, what else? What else can we say? That's it. See you up the fucking trash. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>